Welcome to DVE Rocks live from training camp on WDVE Pittsburgh, presented by FedEx, where now meets next. Also brought to you by LeCom, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine with campuses in Erie, Greensburg, Elmira, New York, and Bradenton, Florida. By Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. By Excella Health, expert care here. By your neighborhood Ford store. And by Ireland Contracting, Pittsburgh's number one home exterior expert. Call 1-800-NEW-ROOF or visit IrelandContracting.com. And now, here's your hosts, Bob Labriola and Mike Prezuta. Good evening and welcome to DBE Rocks Training Camp, live from the Rivers Casino. The third time is the charm. Mike Prezuta from the DBE Morning Show and Steelers.com, joined by Bob Labriola, the esteemed editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. This is our third trip down to Rivers following uh, a Steelers practice, and Labs, what a practice it was today we've got a lot to get to tonight and we're going to be here till nine o'clock we've got some guests lined up some taped interviews uh, a lot of things to kick around as the Steelers get ready for the home opener and the home closer in the preseason Saturday night's hosting of the Detroit Lions but a bunch of stuff happened to practice today coach Labriola well and a bunch of stuff has really happened since we were last at this very uh, venue uh, in this very place at the Rivers Casino. So, yeah, a big practice. Uh, the Steelers are a different team than they were last since the last time you and I were sitting here talking about them, Mike. A, and I, I just I, – that, that to me is a significant development. A better team for my money uh, if you've been listening to the morning show at all. And if you haven't, why where, not? where you been? <laughs> uh, I'm a big Joe Schobert fan. I have been since uh, watching him play for the University of Wisconsin. Bucky. And, and the Steelers pull off a trade. I, You know, I hate to make baseball references because I know you hate baseball. But uh, to quote Bull Durham, from the Jacksonville perspective, this is a worse trade than Frank Robinson for Milt Pappas. I mean, not only did the Steelers get the Joe show, they give up a sixth-round pick in return, and Jacksonville – is paying half the tab this year. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, all, all I'm going to say is that it has been and is continuing to be a fact of life in the NFL that when there is a regime change, and by that I mean coach, maybe even higher up in the uh, football operations, GM, you know, that kind of thing, maybe even ownership, uh, savvy teams, savvy NFL teams are on high alert uh, watching that team that is going through that because you will find, you know, especially when uh, it's a situation where a guy is hired and he's either a first-time NFL head coach or, in the case of the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, a first-time NFL coach, period. And what these guys want to do is they're not interested in tying themselves or – you know, their future or how they're going to be judged or any of that stuff to um, the previous regime because the previous regime got fired. And so, you know, if you're looking at it objectively. It kind of makes sense on the surface. Yes, it does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Why do I want to be weighted down yeah. by this guy, his picks, his free agent signing, his whatever? He just got fired. So, you know, if he knew what he was doing, he'd still be here, and I would not. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. Um, and you can pick up, you know, some decent, uh, quote-unquote, bargains. And, 
as you described it, that's certainly what this is. Let me just throw this out to you. And I don't, I don't disrespect Devin Bush. Um, you know, I was nor totally, do I. Nor okay. Do I. I was totally in favor of the move that the Steelers made, trading up in the first round, 10 picks, what they gave up to acquire Devin Bush. As was I. Okay. Let me just throw this out at you. Do you think if they had Joe Schobert on their roster, they make that move? I don't. If they have Joe Schobert on their team, do they trade up 10 spots in the first round and gave up what they did for Devin Bush? I will answer that this way. We're a little bit removed from that, so the exact circumstances might not be on the tip of my tongue. But I will tell you this. In today's NFL, Coach Labriola, you Don't need call me coach. two great inside linebackers. I understand that. And I, Tampa I, Bay Buccaneers just won a Super Bowl with David and White and the team the Steelers are going to play. You mean play. it wasn't because of B.A.? <laughs> Would that take you about five minutes to get a shot in a PA? Pretty good. You're on, you're on your game. Uh, the team the Steelers are going to play on September 12th. The Buffalo Bills have Milano and Edmonds, two really good inside linebackers that are on the field all the time. And now the Steelers are one of those teams as well. And there may be a couple others, but there aren't many. And to me, the biggest uh, hole in the Steelers' defense, the biggest Achilles heel, the deal-breaker, too many times has been, yeah, they get a lot of sacks, they get a lot of turnovers, they make a lot of splash, but too often they get caught with the wrong guys on the field against the wrong guys. When they've got their pass defense guys out there, the other team runs it. When they've got their run defense guys out there, the other team throws it. And it's hard to cover or scheme around a guy that just can't get it done the way you need to get it done. And God bless Robert Spillane. I think he's an evolving player. Um, I think he has uh, some potential in this league. He is not Devin Bush, and he is not Joe, Joe Schobert. Devin Bush, I think, is going to be a multiple all-pro in the NFL. Right now, as you and I sit here at the beautiful Rivers Casino, and I anticipate the start of the Chicago White Sox-Oakland A's game <laughs> at 8-11 Eastern baseball, right? time. That's baseball. Let's go White Sox. <laughs> Right now, Devin Bush is not the player that Joe Schobert is. So not only did the Steelers solve the backup inside linebacker problem, which they didn't have any. I mean, there's going to be a couple on the roster because there will, but nobody you can trust. Robert Spillane kicks down, and he's in the role he should be in, which is first guy off the bench. Joe Schobert and Devin Bush are a dynamic duo, and right now, Schobert's the better of the two. Again, Devin Bush... It was the right thing to do to go get him. He's going to have an outstanding career. Right now, he's a kid who's played a year and a half and is coming off a serious knee injury. Joe Schobert's a guy who has been a Pro Bowl player. He has been a leading tackler in the NFL. He has sacked the quarterback. He has intercepted the ball. He has forced fumbles. Here's a stat for you. Bob, I won't call you coach anymore. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to confuse you with Nick Saban. Vince Williams had how many forced fumbles in his illustrious career as a thumper? Oh, I probably fewer than Joe Schobert. The answer is none. Zero. Mr. Blutarski. <laughs> Joe Schobert has nine in fewer games and fewer starts. He, Joe Schobert does what it needs to be done at the time. His character references are off the charts. This is uh, Christmas in August. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's um, to me, it. I, I don't know that it is a uh, clear or clean 
uh, one-to-one comparison, but it's the Jerome Bettis deal. I mean, you can't. Decent analogy. What do you, what do you, what do you, you know, I mean, you're getting a Hall of Fame running back for what essentially turned out to be a fourth-round draft pick because, um, you know, uh, again, Rich Brooks was a new guy. Uh, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're changing things over. Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, things just fall in your lap. I mean, uh, I'm not trying to – I give Kevin Colbert a lot of credit for, you know, the outcome of this. But I don't think, and I don't believe Kevin would think this either, that he deserves a lot of credit in terms of facilitation. I mean, the phone rang. You answered the phone. You know, well, you I know mean, what they say. When opportunity <laughs> knocks, don't be caught in right. the john <laughs> right. to keep it on um, but a friendly you, family you know, atmosphere. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't any genius uh, move by the Steelers or anything. I mean, it was just a, to me, a solid organizational philosophy, which I, I attempted to explain earlier, that when, you know, there are teams in the league that are going through this transition just pay attention and you know be open because sometimes stuff falls in your lap and you know my personal opinion this has nothing to do with really what we're talking about but I do not believe that Urban Meyer is going to be able to transition from college where you know he was the uh, emperor of all that he surveyed to an NFL team. He probably had a hard time with the draft, for example. Right. Because he probably went into that saying, I want him, 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 yeah, him, right. him, him, and him. Right. What do you mean I only get one? <laughs> uh, because, you know, d- just as a, you know, the, to kind of um, go off that, it has been said by NFL people, as an example, and I'm, and I'm not saying this was said about him specifically, why would Nick Saban want to take an NFL job? And the NFL, he only gets one number one draft pick a year. In, at Alabama, he has 14 maybe over, you know, not necessarily in one year, but when you look at the Alabama on the roster. On the club, right, yeah. How many guys oh. on their 105 or whatever 80-man roster they have to your are going to end up being number one picks? Najee Harris has run behind way more decorated offensive lines than the one he's running behind now. Absolutely. It's not right. even close. Right. It's, it's not, not even close. It's not even close. Um Mika Fitzpatrick, another one. So, um, you know, I, I just I don't think that that's a good transition uh, or a good policy for an NFL team looking for a coach to go into the college ranks and pick a guy who was highly highly successful under the college rules because it's totally different. The dynamic is totally different. What you're facing, salary cap, roster limits. All of those kinds of things um, are are hurdles that really great college coaches do not have to deal with uh, in college. And so, um, again, I, I think that a lot of times these guys, Spurrier uh, in the past, um, uh, Nick Saban uh, in the past in the NFL, they don't they don't transition well to you know being told what to do and being. Uh, um, have a lot of rules hung around their neck uh, and, and procedures and those kind of things. And so, you know, <clears throat> I just don't know that their cutout, their their past really is a prelude 
to the kind of situation that they're going to find themselves in in the NFL in order to achieve the same kind of success. Okay, all that aside now, going back to what Kevin Colbert said, he tells his young scouts, pay attention to this, these situations, because what they think and what they're trying to do can sometimes help us and what we think and what we're, what we're trying to do. And this Joe Schobert thing is, you know, 100% falls into that category. It's the same thing as Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, Brian Flores, first-year coach with the Dolphins. Hey, he's a Bill Belichick guy. I'm going to tell everybody what to do. I work for Bill Belichick. Um, well, maybe not. You know, so sometimes you can end up with um, things that, you know, manna from heaven. Uh, and I would qualify Minka as that, Dwayne Haskins as that to a much lesser degree because of some of the things <clears throat> Haskins did during his time in the NFL to kind of you know, cast himself in an unfavorable light. Um, but now certainly uh, Joe Schobert, uh, who has done nothing uh, in my mind or anything I could find out to be anything except what you just described. He's in all situations, every down linebacker who makes big plays and is a tackling machine. So yeah. if you're interested in that, fine, that's what he is. If you're not, well, shame on you. Got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. And, of course, uh, we're going to be talking about Joe Schobert, I think, uh, for a long time here moving forward, as uh, Penn's head coach Mike Sullivan might say. But uh, the cuts today, uh, down to 85, wide receiver Isaiah McCoy, Offensive tackle, Brandon Walton. Kicker, Sam Sloman. Defensive tackle, Abdullah Anderson. And defensive back, Stephen Denmark. I got to say, you know, something was rotten in Denmark. I, <laughs> um, I, I got to go there. And all due respect to these guys, I mean, uh, to me, this was not a situation of anything except, you know, this was their time. If this wasn't their time, it would have been their time next week or the week yeah. after. Um these are the kind of roster moves that are made uh, just because of numbers. You're just trying to maintain, you know, an equal number or a relatively good number of players at different positions in order to continue to practice efficiently, play these preseason games without stressing, you, you know, your frontline players. So uh, all of the guys you mentioned, they were going to get cut. Uh, it just happened. Of so happened. Win, yeah. Right. For them that it happened now. A couple of, uh, I don't want to say declarations today, but uh, Mike Tomlin said that we can surmise that Kendrick Green is the starting center, although he quickly added there will be no bold announcements. <laughs> you know, he's a rookie third-round pick. He's your starting center. Uh, Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, talked about Schobert and why uh, he has opened his Steelers career as the number one, uh, not just starter next to Devin Bush, but the number one dime linebacker instead of Devin Bush. Uh, we'll get into that in more detail later tonight, but uh, Butler uh, referenced the injury that Bush is coming off and his relative youth and inexperience and uh, just all that Joe Schobert is. Uh, Keith Butler also said the nickel job remains wide open. Antoine Brooks Jr. continues not to practice. Arthur Mallett. Uh, has been filling in uh, with the ones, but, uh, you know, you may see some James Pierre outside and Camp Sutton inside and blah, blah, blah. Ben Roethlisberger was outstanding today, throwing the deep ball and getting under center, getting the handoffs to the backs from under center, play action bootleg. 
uh, rollouts, Bob, all that stuff we talked about on the pregame show last week. But he's probably not going to be able to do this stuff in the Matt Cannon office. He was doing it today. He can do it in August. We'll see if he can do it in December. All those discussions will be forthcoming. But when we come right back, we're going to be joined by the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers and a guy who, uh, to me, should be on the Mount Rushmore of Pittsburgh sports broadcasting, Bill Hillgrove, the voice of the Steelers and the Pitt Panthers. That is all coming up. Bob and I are going to be here until 9 o'clock tonight, so keep it here. Live from the Rivers Casino, you're listening to DVE Rocks Training Camp right here on your flagship for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Back to DVE Rocks, live from training camp, presented by FedEx and brought to you in part by Lecom, Bud Light, Excella Health, Ford, and Ireland Contracting on 102.5 DVE. Welcome back to the Rivers Casino, and welcome back to DVE Rocks training camp right here on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE. Mike Pursuta along with Bob Labriola. It's the third of our three training camp specials. And uh, we're here at Rivers Casino until 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, Bill Hillgrove joining us now, who needs no introduction. But before we welcome Billy to the show, I just want to point out that uh, Chase Claypool has tweeted, and I quote, all is well. Now, uh, if you were at practice today, you may have noticed Claypool going down and staying down almost at the very end of practice. And uh, a lot of medical people, multiple medical personnel came to check him out. He was helped to the locker room by Ben Roethlisberger and Eric Ebron, but uh, apparently all's, all is well because Chase says all is well. Billy, there was a time in this business when I worked for the Beaver County Times that I would go to Three River Stadium and write my game story, and if somebody got hurt, I would go to a bar on the south side that's not there anymore and use this thing called a payphone and call a guy who worked <laughs> on the Steelers training staff who doesn't work for him anymore, and he'd say, yeah, this guy's okay, this is bad, this is good call the paper put it in my story and that would be that and i'd go back to doing the important business that i went there to do in the first place now you just look on twitter and you get everything you need it's, to know it's right there and you know what uh, no injury is bad until cyril weck shows up <laughs> <laughs> and then you then you worry well let's talk about uh this coming season uh, i know i asked you this in canton and uh you you mentioned it i forgot the number but what is it 53 with Pitt and basketball 47 with football and this is 28 for the Steelers wow and I'll tell you another story from days gone by I used to like to go to college football games on Saturdays before Steelers game days and that became too much so I just stopped and now I go to Steelers games you're always doing something how do you keep going the way you go I'll do it as long as it's fun really and truly Mike and Bob I you know as long as I have fun I'll keep doing it. Now, you know, there's a caveat. The guy upstairs has a lot to say about whether you're ready to do it, but, you know, so far, so good. You're talking about our program director. <laughs> Him, too. I didn't think Machida had that much. <laughs> oh, he's, got, he's, he's one of you. He's got more juice than you um, think. Hey, but I didn't know about that His much. people and your people met have come over on the same <laughs> boat. Well, you know, I'm sure they, they came to a, a good agreement at, um, what you call it, the Ellis Island. Billy, uh, it, it's been an interesting camp. It usually is. We always seem to enjoy it somehow. But uh, this team is rapidly evolving, uh, more mm -hmm. rapidly than I thought it might. Uh, what do you think of the Steelers post-Joe Schobert versus going into the draft? 
after the, that debacle against Cleveland. The first two games of this post uh, preseason, uh, I didn't like tight ends willingly running loose in our secondary on crossing patterns, getting first downs. And I think maybe, you know, I think Joe Schobert may uh, take a step toward fixing that. Um, I, I just like what I see. I, I like Ben. Uh, love Najee. What, what's there not to like about him? And, you know, and beyond his physical ability, um, his interaction with veteran players and, you know, like he gets it. And I like that part of it. Um, I, I think the Steelers uh, up front, you know, Joe Schobert has probably, even in Cleveland, didn't play behind uh, a defensive line as good as this one. And I think that that's all well and good. And I understand the Devin Bush thing, and I understand he's coming off an injury. Um, you can't rely on him 100%. So uh, when Schobert became available, and, and I said it before we went on the air, and I believe this, uh, we'll thank uh, Urban Meyer, much like we might have thanked Rich Brooks when he decided that number 36 didn't fit into his offense. And, and, you know, and Jacksonville's going to pay some of his salary. I love that. Uh, I think I think the corners are better. Uh, you know, we don't have Mike Hilton, but, hey, uh, we have some people who can play. Uh, we don't have anybody who can blitz like he does. But, you know, I'm not a big blitz person. You live and die by the blitz. And so, you know, if you can do it with uh, the front seven and the back four and, and stay in your base defense, I think, you know, that's where, where it comes to now in this current NFL. I mean, you know, those gimmicks, they only work for so long, and once in a while when you try a gimmick, the other guy I'd guess is you, and the gimmick doesn't not only work, but it backfires. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about it in, in the NFL is that um, you can think that you have a decent plan, um, but then the other team doesn't cooperate. No. Um, you can put out a personnel grouping on defense, for example, where you think, okay, this uh, we could stop the run here. Well, then they don't run. So that, now where are you? So, um, you know, I, I think that the addition of Joe Schobert, again, to me the, the thing that it really does is it will allow the Steelers to, and again, I'm not saying they're going to shut down tight ends and they're going to, you know, Travis Kelsey isn't going to catch any passes against the Steelers when they play the Chiefs, you know, or Mark Andrews isn't going to do anything when they play the Ravens or you know, none of that stuff because, you know, just the way the game is, is played now, the way it's legislated, the, the rules, those kinds of players, you know, you can't, it, to quote the great Chris Berman, <laughs> you can't stop and you can only hope to contain them. And really, that is a big part of playing defense in the NFL in these days, in my opinion. But the Joe Schobert addition, to me, allows the Steelers to line up with a, an 11-man defense where you're not really selling out one way or the other. You're mm -hmm. not saying, we're going to put Vince Williams in here, and you're not going to run the ball. Well, then who's going to cover this guy? Uh, or we're going to put this group in, six defensive backs, and you're not going to be able to throw the ball underneath to the tight ends or, or the running backs. And the Browns turn around and give it to Nick Chubb. Um, so this group, or now, they put Kareem Hunt out on the wing where the receivers are supposed to be, and then 
he runs by your linebacker and then there's that yeah also mm-hmm. uh, so this 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 acquisition I believe allows the Steelers to have a decent chance to line up with one personnel group that has a decent opportunity to deal with whatever the opposing offense might be deciding to do in a particular situation. And then it's up to your players, you know, to make some plays because you can only fool them, the other team, so often. Right. Uh, And then they're going to either catch on or they're going to just figure out a formation or something that's going to put you in a bad situation that you can't get out of. And then it's up to them to pitch and catch or – you know, block the guy and create a huge seam for the running back or whatever. So um, I just I just really believe that this defense now, as it's constituted with Joe Schobert, you can play him with Devin Bush, and you have yourself a unit where, you know, the, uh, the opposing offense doesn't isn't able to look at it and say, we can do this right. against them every time. Uh, and really, you know, that again, that's what defense is in the NFL these days. It's not line up and stuff some team like the 76 Steelers did. They gain no yards. They score no points. Um, you know, that, that, that stuff, that just doesn't exist anymore. And so um, I like uh, the weapons, the options that this defense now has. And to me, that really uh, sets up things for the offense to be able, you know, to do some different things. It's not under pressure maybe to score a touchdown on every possession. Um, It just creates a different flow of the game where uh, I believe the Steelers have a much better chance to come out on top. And then it's up to, you know, your individual players to make the plays. I remember, and this may be a, a reach in terms of comparisons, but when people would talk to Dick LeBeau about facing a West Coast offense, you know, where the pass is really the run, and they, you know, a quarterback is 9 out of 10, and but the, the whole philosophy of LeBeau, and I think what the Steelers are now embracing with this base defense approach is the fact that, you just keep playing defense until the other team makes a mistake. Right. Let the uh, a tennis thing. Let the other guy hit it into the net. And so, you know, let's see how that plays out. But I, I'm I'm real in, enthused. I also, I, I just like the wideouts. Uh, I think the tight ends, if they stay healthy, are going to be okay. Um, there's no Heath Millers there, but uh, I think the Steelers' identity is lining up with two tight ends and knocking people off the ball. And let's see if that is what we see in the regular season because I like what I saw in Philadelphia. I think we knocked some people off the ball. Yeah, uh, you know, you heard uh, Zach Gentry is a good example, uh, the guy who's remade his body. Right. And all of a sudden now he doesn't look like a converted quarterback from a traditionally underachieving school that never really won anything <laughs> worth a damn. He looks like a guy – did I say that? He looks like a guy who – you didn't tell me this was a political show. <laughs> Welcome to the Fox News Steeler Report. Uh, but no, I mean, this is all of a sudden he looks like a third tight end. Yep. And Fryermuth, he's not there yet. No. You can see him getting there, right? And, and then he's I think willing. the kid wants he's to. Willing. He he's, wants to block. Right. Like you just said, he wants to block. He's willing. 
Um, and, and I think that you can uh, teach him and groom him, and he can get bigger and stronger and learn the technique better. Um, yes, yes. I, you know, um, I, I do believe that. You know how this, this pains him to say nice things about Friermuth, don't you? Well, I don't get caught in that thing. Oh, I do. Yeah, we I, do well, I, I don't. I don't care. We live there. We. I mean, and it has it has really nothing to do with anything. <laughs> in other words, we'll probably my, never have a meeting at the Rathskeller in State College. Yeah. And, and go over the hitters. No. no. Okay. No. All right. It's closed, but we wouldn't anyway. <laughs> uh, I, speaking of college, though, I did want to ask you. You've got some experience with Matt Canada, and uh, I'm curious as to your impressions. And where you think this is going? Because we've seen a lot of different stuff, you know, since late July. What, what do you think is going to be well, the go-to kind of approach? You know, his trademark is the jet sweep, but I think he goes deeper than that. And one thing I like about Matt Canada is that he sticks with his guns. Uh, he doesn't react to the defense. He wants to dictate what the defense does according to his philosophy. And, you know, that jet sweep, you got to show it, but then you got to run it. And I know, Labs, you're worried about maybe fumbles and, you know, the, the, the difference between the college and the pro game. Well, he lives in his spheres. You know that. <laughs> but, uh, again, uh, I, I saw a couple plays today in practice where Ben would fa- – and Ben's ball faking, by the way, is pretty solid, uh, which I like. I don't know that the other quarterbacks on the roster are as good with that as Ben. Uh, you fake – to the jet sweep guy and you go the other way with the pass it's got to be there those linebackers and those defensive players have to be leaning the wrong way when you execute your play and i think that's what canada's whole thing is just get them to lean the wrong way well i think that the that where the steelers can take advantage of what you just talked about is nausea um get them leaning the wrong way hand the ball to him going the other way and that's, you know, seven, eight, nine yards. I've seen that uh, in enough training camp practices to think, you know, this is, in my opinion, uh, I believe this is how you uh, mold a defense, uh, you know, get them where you want them mm-hmm. in terms of how they're looking at your offense and how they think that they need to play against it. Um, you know, because a lot of the, off the motion and you know then throwing the ball to me is more of the same that we saw last year um i i want to see and i'm not saying this is not part of his uh repertoire or anything i'm just talking off the top of my head here more of what i want to see is a lot of that misdirection that he seems to try to create with motion and shifts and those kinds of things then use that to create running lanes because to me it has to be about the running game uh it has to become effective Uh, i understand you can do things with ben and throwing the ball and all that stuff but i don't know that if you look at last season i mean he did so many things you know throwing the ball timing you know get the ball out quick all of that kind of stuff and at the end, it wasn't good enough. It, it was too predictable. Um, it, it didn't stretch the field properly. Uh, I, I don't think it set the correct physical tone. Um, but if you can do the same kind of thing in terms of motion and get, getting the defense to move, 
and then come back with a running play where Najee breaks through the line of scrimmage and runs over a guy or something. You establish a physical tone. You set a um, uh, you set up a game of attrition, which I think is important, and I think that's much more beneficial. For example, if you run the same motion and come back with a pass that gains nine yards, in my opinion, that's not as effective as if you do the same thing and you run the ball right up their gut for nine yards because I think that much more sets a tone and establishes a physical superiority that over the course of a game, over the course of a season, has a positive impact. I agree. I think if you throw the ball 55 times a game, you're saying to the defense, we fear you. We yeah, can't. We can't. I agree. We can't knock you off the ball, and I. I and so, to your point, yes. So, Billy, last thing for you: uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I mean, you can stay here in Rivers Casino, but we're we're moving on on the show. Uh, would Would you say that you are, again, based on the changes, and I'm talking about bringing in Trey Turner and uh, bringing in Melvin Ingram and bringing in Joe Schobert, post draft to now are you mildly encouraged or pretty excited that uh they have a chance to make a real splash this year maybe when a lot of people didn't think they were gonna i i I, the splash is where i am uh and people said well we lost marquise pouncey we lost david de castro but they were ghosts of what they were in their prime and they were hurt i think both of them were hurt I, i can relate by the way (laughs) <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you know, I don't buy green bananas. <laughs> but I, I really think that, and I hate to say it because they were great players, but I think just moving on with new faces, I think portends well for, for Steeler fans to watch a team that will get back to Steelers football. I, I'm, I'm starting to lean in that direction. I'm, I'm usually uh, slow to come around uh, in terms of getting really excited because the I'm trained to be skeptical and look for you the live holes. Living your fears like me. Well, I, I guess, yeah, I guess kind of. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, boy, I, it's it's a different team than I thought it was going to be already, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very curious to see how it continues to evolve. Bill, great talking to you. Uh, welcome back. Congrats on uh, another year, and uh, looking forward to working with you. Likewise, and thank you guys. This has been a blast. Bill Hogrove, the voice of the Steelers. When we come back. We are going to let you uh, give a little listen to the first media scrum conducted by Joe Schobert, the guy who's causing all of this. With Bob Labriola, I'm Mike Pursuta. We're going to be here at the Rivers Casino until 9 o'clock tonight. You're listening to DVE Rocks Training Camp right here on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE. Back to DVE Rocks live from training camp presented by FedEx and brought to you in part by Lecom, Bud Light, Excella Health, Ford, and Ireland Contracting on 102.5 DVE. Welcome back to the Rivers Casino and welcome back to DVE Rocks training camp. Mike Pursuta and Bob Labriola with you tonight until 9 o'clock here from Rivers and uh, Labs. We... Uh, Pay tribute to this uh, incredible environment uh, on our first of these three shows a couple of weeks ago, but I got to do it again because uh, I don't know what it is about this place, but uh, it's either the access to alcohol or the ability <laughs> to watch any sporting event 
that you can think of. Can we do both? Or the ability to bet on any of those sport, said sporting events. I, I feel really at home here. I, this is it's great. I mean, I, I'm, I got no argument with you in terms of what a great venue this is for, you know, what we're doing and what we're talking about. And um, I would, you know, here we are sitting in the Rivers Casino Sportsbook. I'll bet you this is a lot of fun on an NFL Sunday. I'll bet oh. it is. I'll bet it is. Or you could probably know, bet on it. The yeah. NCAA basketball tournament, yeah, perhaps, or uh, you know, get one of those early, early round and get with there's eight games going on at one time. And yeah. The yeah. action's everywhere. Uh, it's a good lot pl- of fun. Good place to be. If, uh, if you're in the area, stop on down. We're going to be here until nine. If you get here real quick. You can get down on those Chicago White Sox tonight. I got a good <laughs> feeling on the White Sox hosting the Oakland Athletics and uh, just very slight favorites, Lab, but they're really good at home. I think the, I think that number's a little askew. Well, all I can tell you, but uh, all I can tell you really, uh, definitively, definitively, is this: Billy Bean still hasn't won anything. They can make movies about him. He can be in movies. He still hasn't won anything. Hasn't won the last game of the season. No, he and, has and, not. And as he stated in Moneyball, if you don't do that, nobody cares. And that would include me. Great movie, though. I'm sure you're not a nah, fan because you're not a baseball I mean, guy. But I mean, again, um, I'm not interested. Well, never mind. I, I just, I, I understand the, the phenomenon is interesting, but to me, it's just, um, it's much more sizzle than steak. Um, when it, when, put a couple of trophies in the lobby, and um, then maybe you might be deserving of some of the things that you're already being called, in my opinion, undeservedly so. So, anyway. Oh, I'm not arguing, uh, but a good story and well well done. They left a lot of stuff out. I mean, <laughs> well, that's because it's go, a movie. Go figure, Hollywood <laughs> kind of <laughs> twisted the facts to make it look like what they wanted it to look like. Uh, right. Right. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. Hudson, Mulder, and Zito. You know who they are? Because you don't if you've watched Moneyball. <laughs> if you watch that team, you know they were three of the best young pitchers in baseball who all happened to be in the same place at the same time. What did they win that year? Uh, they got in the playoffs. What did they win that year? Lost to the Twinkies yes. in the first round. Okay. So what you're saying is, let me let me just shorten that and paraphrase it for you. Nothing. Well, can't. Can't argue that. Uh, Steelers getting ready for the Detroit Lions on Saturday night at Heinz Field. It's the preseason opener and the preseason closer, but uh, dress rehearsal, third preseason game. Dress rehearsal, third preseason game, blah, blah, blah. The excitement (laughs) to me is all about the Joe Show. Joe Schobert, the trade completed uh, shortly after kickoff uh, last Thursday in Philadelphia, and the Steelers, to me, have – plugged their biggest hole in the starting lineup, and I'm even including the unproven offensive line. I think that inside linebacker next to Devin Bush was a black hole. It was going to be an easy pass to teams exploiting the Steelers' defense when they weren't getting sacked or turning it over. And all of a sudden now the Steelers are much better there, and they're much better at backup with Robert Spillane taking on a lesser role that he's probably more suited to play well. Right, and and as we often talk about, you know, a lot of times – the real impact of an injury is the trickle-down thing. It's not so much whether you have a guy to replace the guy who is injured, but then how does that impact, you know, um, 
every other aspect of the depth chart and or, you know, the roster. And so this to me is the reverse of that. What you're doing is you're strengthening an area which, as you just mentioned, then allows Robert Spillane to become, you know, a top backup where all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's he. That, pretty good backup. Pretty good backup. Yeah. Not, yeah. not a good starter, but pretty good backup. Pretty good back- or not a bad starter, but, a, you know, a, a, if you don't have to start him, uh, that, sh- that, that speaks so much uh, better of uh, your actual, uh, the team, that, the group that's on the field. So, um yeah, I this this to me is as uh, is, is a significant move. Uh, the trickle down effect uh, is very very positive, and um, you know I, I really don't know, know what else to say about it except that uh, it was a no brainer. Yeah, right from well, the very beginning. Let's let uh, Joe Schober talk about it. He was in Pittsburgh on Saturday to watch. Sunday he participated. Now here's Joe Schobert doing his first uh, group media interview session following Sunday practice. Uh, Joe Schobert leads us by talking about how he found out he was going from Jacksonville to Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, I mean, we had a team meeting in Jacksonville like 6 o'clock, and that was like the last meeting of the day, and then after that the general manager came up to me and he was like, hey Joe, need to see me you in my office. I was like, who? It's never a good thing when a general manager asks that, but uh, I found out, I think, before pretty much anything. I hear about people finding out on Twitter all the time. They were able to tell me and get me uh, notified before stuff like that happened. Well, I wasn't sad, but it's was, it was kind of stressful, especially during the middle of training camp, because you got a wife and kid, dog, house down in Jacksonville, and gonna have to figure out logistics of moving them up. Um, but I wouldn't say I was sad. No, just a little stressful, a little uh, shock to the system. No, I think it came out of the blue, uh, from my perspective. Um, nothing really there's no warning signs or no like predetermined stuff I, I was talking to defensive coaches right after I talked to the general manager and they were pretty shocked about it so I think it's kind of something that just came out of the blue and just happened I guess <laughs> Joe they didn't waste any time putting you with the ones uh, you know what your role is going to be here you're a guy who's played 100% 99% of defensive snaps is it the same thing just different color jerseys yeah I think so I mean they, yeah you said they Threw me on the field playing with the ones a day, which is good because all those guys know that with their communication, they can help me uh, if they, I've got questions out on the field pre-snap. Um, it's just jumping both feet right in. I had a lot of meetings yesterday and today to get the basic installs um, written down and put into my memory bank and just got to get out here and start getting reps at it. It looks like you talked with Spillane even before practice started and talking to Devin throughout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How'd all that go? It was good. Uh, Spillane uh, and Devin great great assets and uh walk through and on the field just getting they were able to vocally like set all the calls and then i was able to just kind of focus in on my job today and not have to worry about doing too much communication except for what was immediately necessary for me so, so it's good uh, leaving jacksonville what explanation did you get for as to why they made the trade uh general manager just told me that pittsburgh called 12 hours before i had a meeting with him and was very uh, persistent in trying to get a deal done to get me up here. So that was the reason that he said he's like, there's a good situation. I wouldn't put it you in it if it wasn't a good situation for you and your family um, coming up to Pittsburgh, getting on a good team. So that's what I, that's what I was told. What's your reaction to coming to Pittsburgh? Just your impression of the field? 
I mean, I think it's first-class organization. You just see that. I've seen it through meetings, talking to coaches. Everybody's been here a long time. People know uh, what the standard is. Um, it's it's understood in meetings and practice. Uh, how to take care of your bodies and from the top down. So it's been nothing but a, a surprise or a pleasant surprise for me coming here. Uh, I haven't talked to him too much. Just he's happy to be here or happy for me to be here. Um, looking forward to getting ready to work. He's basically giving me to uh, DC, the DC and uh, what's the I'm blanking on his name right now, but <laughs> Keith, yeah, Keith Butler. Uh, I've been with Keith a lot the last 24, 48 hours, um, learning the defense, and that's basically the guy I've been talking to most. And then, yeah, Jerry O with the linebacker stuff. But what about your uh, great games against this team? I don't know. It just always seemed to happen. The stars would align when I play in the Steelers, get some interceptions, get some turnovers. Uh, we didn't win a lot of them, but we won a couple. So, you know, what you're doing here in your role, is it similar? Um, I mean, it's similar. There's a lot of, this will be my sixth scheme in six years now, learning. So I've done a lot of similar things. There's some new stuff, but mostly the biggest difference is the lo, uh, the jargon, the, the language of the defense, just getting that on, on par with everybody else and being able to communicate when I'm on the field. I mean... Hopefully by Saturday, the game, I'll be able to at least run the basic stuff um, pretty confidently. And then as the games go on, season progresses, it'll just get more comfortable. And it's just going to take reps. I don't, I don't know how many reps I'll get uh, before it'll feel great, uh, <laughs> before I'll be 100% comfortable making all the calls and uh, communicating with everybody on defense. But I'm, I think it'll be a pretty fluid and pretty easy process, especially with all the veterans that are on the defense already. What's the schematics of you did in Jacksonville and Cleveland? Basically the last two years. No, from the from my scheme in Jacksonville last year, scheme in Jacksonville this year, and the scheme in Cleveland in what 2019, it's totally different than those ones. It's more similar to my uh, rookie year in Cleveland when Ray Horton was a defense court. It's more along those lines, but even it's not too close to that. It's just uh, it'll be a new it's a new adjustment, but it's. Uh, hopefully it'll be a smooth one, like I said. So do you think you're going to be the uh, dime linebacker and single caller eventually? Yeah, that's what they're, uh, they've got me at now, just learning the dime um, dime linebacker and the, the Mac backer and OP personnel. So just getting that stuff uh, underway. And once the, so once the season starts, getting the green dot on the helmet, getting the calls from the coaches. So that was the plan. Was there a lot different between last year's Jacksonville scheme and what they were asking you to do this year? In Jacksonville? Yeah, between. Yeah, oh, yeah, the scheme is totally different. It was 4 3 last year, a lot of cover three base um, personnel, uh, a little bit of blitzing. This year it's uh, 3 4 4 3 kind of hybrid, a lot of blitzing. Um, and it's all, everything's somewhat similar in coverage. Like we've run similar schemes, but the overall mentality in Jacksonville is totally different this year. That was Joe Schobert on Sunday, and you probably didn't hear the questions very well at times, but. Uh, the All the good ones were asked by you. Most of them, yeah. That's usually the way it works. Uh, the answer is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, uh, Keith Butler, the Steelers defense coordinator, talking today. Labs about having coached Joe Schobert a couple of years ago in the Pro Bowl. He's a smart guy. He's been there, done that guy. He's been through scheme change before. That shouldn't be a roadblock. Mike Tomlin talked about uh, the the important thing being Schobert's playmaking ability, not what scheme he's been in. And uh, I endorse that wholeheartedly that's going to do it for 
hour number one. We've got a lot more to get to uh, with Bob Labriola. I'm Mike Pursuto. We're going to be here at the Rivers Casino until 9 o'clock tonight, so keep it here. Or better yet, stop on by. Still got time to get down on the White Sox hosting the <laughs> Oakland A's tonight. Billy so, Bean. It's a good price, baby. <laughs> You're listening to uh, DVE Rocks Training Camp on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE.